We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Happiest of Thanksgivings to you and yours. If you're overseas and you don't care about this holiday, happy Thursday to you. Hopefully your day is going well. If you're in the States and you believe in Thanksgiving and you're doing that whole deal, happy travels. However this podcast finds you, I hope you and your family are well, enjoying your time. I have two fantastic people with me to share in this Thanksgiving podcast celebration. Andrew Spade, I will introduce first. What's up, brother? How are you? What's uh, I know we're recording this Wednesday, but what's your Thanksgiving plan? Very low key, Jake. We will be uh, around the house. Uh, very excited to spend the holiday with my father. You know, spent a lot of years far away from family, so excited to be with family. And um, yeah, just looking forward to uh, making food together and uh, eating it and watching a lot of football. So it should be pretty basic. Where does Thanksgiving rank in your holiday power rankings? I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas to me are a sort of a one two, you know, rotating one two, depending on the year, something okay. like that. Like, uh, some years I'm a more of a Christmas guy. Some years I'm more of a Thanksgiving guy. Um, and then of course there's always flag day. I get real emotional for flag mm. day. Understood. It can have an impact on, on not just the mind, but the heart. That's you know? it. That's so, it. It's a, it's a soul level holiday for me. Yep. I feel that on a deep level. Jordan Zerm is here on the left coast. He's not, listen, sources are telling me he's not flying back to the Cleveland area. He will be, he will be doing his business in a different time zone. Staying left. What's up, Jordan? Uh, what's up guys? Yeah, Jake, your sources are correct. I don't know who you've been talking to. I don't know who's leaking, uh, info out of my camp. I'm going to have to get those people in order. Uh, but, uh, yeah, staying in LA, I will be back in Cleveland for Christmas, which is my number one, my number one holiday by a long shot. Also, sometimes I prefer Halloween over Thanksgiving. I'll just say that right now. Wow. I don't know if that's a take or wow. not, but it's, it's there. It's Would you dress up for Halloween? Halloween guy. It's not so much that I like dress up. It's more just like, Love scary movies, mm-hmm. love the mm. like, love can love candy, love mm-hmm. just the whole a- ambiance of it, you know, okay. the spirit of sure. it. So, sure. um, but uh, yeah, I will, uh, I will be staying out here on the left coast. I will be uh, making deviled eggs to bring to my uh, girlfriend's uh, family gathering tomorrow. Now, mm. I have never made deviled eggs. I don't make a lot of things in general uh, as a as a person who doesn't cook that often. But I, I'm ready for the challenge, boys. I'm ready to. I'm ready to look those eggs in the eye and tell them you're about mm-hmm. to be deviled. And, yep. um, you know, I'm ready to go. 
one follow-up question one follow-up comment first did you reach out to your mother for a recipe on this for how to do it because oh, i know I, that's what i do i skip the internet google part and just say mom i need a text with the, how to do this step by step yes um it actually my dad uh his mm. his wife um gave him a recipe that he recommend that she recommended so he sent it to me and i have it uh, there's a video component where you can they're like cook with us you know they do it step oh, wow. by step so wow um, folks that. i'm ready i'm fired up i will say too if you've never done them before and we mentioned this ahead of the show yeah give those hands a chance to catch up with the it's, yeah. it's like going out and running when you haven't run yeah that's right years. give yourself some time those yeah. hands are going to be yeah. yeah these are labor intensive mm-hmm. you know little things they end up tasting yeah. delightful if you do it right yeah. and i expect you will we need a full report on this next week probably but, like a 6 a.m wake-up call to give these guys the, it's, the time that they deserve it's going to be a dawn yeah, yeah. sunrise yeah. wake-up yeah. call uh, rise stretch, and grind classic rise and grind at, yep yep Classic rise and grind. It's what mm-hmm. I do. But when you pop about eight of those in by the end of the evening, <laughs> you're gonna really, yeah. you're gonna really feel great yeah. about it. Because man, yeah. oh, they they pay they go down for it early. They they, they sit in there and they don't go away. They sit right in there. Yeah. <laughs> they come out gaseous and other forms too. Here we go. Off to a podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about something that caught us by surprise today, guys. It is that Denzel Ward is apparently dealing with a more significant shoulder injury than originally thought when he popped up on the injury report. Now. As is the case, which it seems like every week, somebody's playing, they seem fine, they're celebrating their everything, and then Wednesday comes and it's like, oh yeah, that guy's hurt. This is this week is Denzel, and it's not the head or neck area, thankfully, because that's been a large part of his scary enough here issues. And I, I didn't mention this on the pod, and I should have. Rodney Stanley did get fined twenty two thousand for that hit in Baltimore, justifiably so. It's awful. So not a neck thing, but is a shoulder injury that now we have found out because Kevin said. Upon being asked this exact question, Denzel's on the injury report. Do we expect them to miss time him and Grant Delpit? He said, we'll see. It's Wednesday. Classic Kevin answer there. But we do come to find out through sources outside of the organization, as annoying as that is at times, that this could be a multi-week thing. As Mary Kay Cabot let us all know that this is something that she is hearing. It could be. Not to say that it is, but it could be a multi-week injury here. So I would just ask real quick, guys, immediate reaction to that. Uh, you know, Does it change a lot for you guys? I know. We talked about ahead of time a little bit of how Denver plays. So, Andrew, you can feel kind of free to enlighten us a little bit on how Denver plays and how this might be a situation where if Denzel were to miss the week, it's not horrific. Maybe you give him the week and then you try to get to yeah. a more 11 personnel dense, you know, uh, you know, whatever. They're, I mean, I guess you've got to be careful because the Rams are evolving every week. So, But they're, they're a little more 11 personnel. Go ahead. Yeah, I just you know, kind of off the top of my head, was thinking about how the Broncos have been playing with Sean Payton, and you look at their roster, and they they kind of don't have a, a full time slot receiver. Uh, Jerry Judy's got the most snaps in there, I think, with like 180. But you know, they they really like uh, the heavier sets, and especially through this winning streak, have favored the heavier sets. Whether it's two tight ends, two running backs, you know, using they use a fullback. It's it's kind of a throwback to how the Browns were playing in 20 and 21, where they want tight ends on the field. They want things to be condensed a little bit, and that makes things a little bit simpler for Russ. And so, yeah, it, it, of the teams in the NFL that you'd want to play down, you know, uh, starting cornerback, this is they're, – they're higher on the list, to be honest with you. It's certainly not like – you. yeah, you mentioned the Rams coming up, or, you know, the Bengals obviously are never going to have less than three wide receivers on the field, so – there are other teams that would cause you more trouble if you felt like you had to play Mike Ford a ton, who I think is probably the most likely guy to step in now and play. And, and you know, credit to him. He's played well. He had that uh, crucial interception 
against the Ravens uh, has been really good on special teams. So, you know, it's kind of like the conversation with the Rodney McLeod injury and talking about Ronnie Hickman stepping up. I kind of just, I believe that the guys on this defense are going to figure a way to, to get through this. It's not ideal. I mean, Ward has been playing his best ball, I think of his career, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be an IR stint. It seems like it's going to be something they're going to try and manage. It is disturbing, disheartening that we're getting back-to-back weeks of surprise Wednesday shoulder injuries. I don't love that trend. Uh, it would be cool if we could just stop that at two. But I, I think as far as it goes, I'm I'm not I'm trying not to you know lose too much sleep over this one. I'll throw it to you too, Jordan. Like long term outlook here over the next three or four weeks, they did go out and sign Duran Harmon to the practice squad, a guy like Flacco, which we're going to talk about in a second, who it doesn't feel like will be on the practice squad very long. I didn't know Duran Harmon's nickname is the closer. I have to say that's one of the better nicknames I've ever seen. Now, this is pro football reference, but they do a pretty good job collecting these. And basketball reference page does a good job, too, where NBA players have like eight nicknames apiece. I always find that one kind of funny. But the closer is a unique nickname. But Duran has been around the league, obviously, the bulk of his career in New England. Then he spent years the past four with Detroit, Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Chicago. He was a guy that I think some of us through the OBR, some other people in brown circles were thinking would be a smart sort of cheap veteran play similar to Rodney McLeod. They went the McLeod route, obviously, because of the connections to Schwartz and all of that. But this does give them, over the course of the next few weeks, he will not be active this weekend, obviously, but it does give them some security there. But you're down Cam Mitchell. You got the Ward shoulder injury. You got, I think, is it a thigh with Grant Delpit he's dealing with? They play a very synced up front and back half, right? The way they operate in the back half usually dictates the front and vice versa. That's how they play. And I know Andrew has said here that he's comfortable with guys stepping in and producing. Are you at the same level of comfort that they can figure this out with who they have? Or are we starting to sort of dip our toe into, I'm a little bit nervous waters here? I mean, I think this is just such par for the course for the season in terms of injuries, guys being out, not knowing who's starting at what position until, you know, Friday or Saturday. And they've, they've sort of just continued to to push through it and be okay. Um, I mean, I, I think anything with Ward now is is concerning just because of the amount of injuries that he's racked up. And um, it's honestly kind of wild that he played after after the Stanley hit. Um, and now he's now he's got this shoulder. We were trying to figure out where it happened. We thought maybe on the, the Najee Harris hit, which was a big tackle by him. But I know, Jake, you went back and we're sort of watching the hit. And there weren't really any signs that he was – slow to get up or he was wincing or anything like that. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things that pops up and you're just like, really? Like, like, where did this come from? Why is this happening type of thing? I think, you know, to Andrew's point, just if we focus on this week, the other thing I wanted to mention about the Broncos is that uh, I saw something and forgive me because I can't remember who put this info out there, but that, you know, the Broncos have really been winning on first down. They've really been getting positive yardage on first down and Russ still has not been very good on the later downs. But they, because they've been able to gain, you know, through a lot of whether it's screens or sort of checkdowns, um, they've been really good there. But I, I think that relaxes it a little bit for the Browns in terms of personnel, because I mean, to Andrew's point, and what you know, their heavy sets, all of that. But also that, yeah, I mean, they've been using their running backs like crazy. I think that's the most usage I've seen Samaj P. Ryan have with my own eyes in that game against Minnesota. So I, I don't think it's a huge deal if Ward has to miss time this week. Um, you know, hopefully Delpit and, and Juan Thornhill, who also missed practice, um, those aren't, you know, concerning for this week and they'll play. It's just hopefully a mix of like, let's just be cautious and rest them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Rams, the Rams will be a challenge on the road 
this is kind of their, you know, Browns are going into some different time zones here and it just throws things off and you'd like to be as healthy as possible. But I think specifically for how the Broncos like to play, uh, which is a lot of, I mean, Russ, frankly, has done a lot of dink and dunking, um, you know, uh, in this offense that I don't think it's a, it's a huge deal. And I think they'll, they'll be all right. It's growing, right? And, and I think that you do have some concern, but to Andrew and, and kind of what you're saying too, Jordan, if they're the team we think they are, if they're the defense we think they are, how they have these guys behind them prepared to go to win a spot start situation will be completely uh, telling a lot about the depth of how they've done developing guys, right? I mean, that's what's obvious. Everybody deals with injuries. So it's the teams that are able to bring on those UDFAs or those fringe free agents that they've brought on into some sort of meaningful role to contribute toward a win. And I think they deserve the faith that they can get that done. But nonetheless, you don't like seeing too many of your frontline defensive backs injured, right? That means you're probably with Walker's hamstring injury, you might be looking at playing a little more base. So that might mean Tony Fields finding the field a little bit more. Or Jordan Kunastich came off of IR today. He's been activated. So you're looking at a little bit of a mystery there. They're not going to, it's not likely they'll play a third safety. They could, they could play Hickman and have, you know, step down, bring, you know, bring a player down in the box like Delpit. He's very comfortable doing that. Have him be a bit more of a tight end usage player and trust Hickman to play deep quarter or deep half. Sorry, they don't play any quarters. We know that. So I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see how they adjust. It would just be a big bummer to miss Denzel, who's on top of a, a pretty good, I think, a Pro Bowl season happening in front of us with him and Martin Emerson. So it would be a bummer to see him miss any amount of time that's significant. So we'll keep our eye on that. The other thing that came out today uh, really didn't come out. It was just Joe Flacco kind of getting to Cleveland arriving. And I find it interesting, guys, and I know that he's a former Super Bowl MVP, and it is very weird seeing Joe Flacco in, you know, brown and orange i also think he should have just been given 19 i know cedric tillman's wearing 19 but i just think you should have given the the older large quarterback number 19 just as an ode to bernie kozar a little bit but uh, and i might have just offended a bunch of fans there but but i think it just would have been kind of funny to watch a quarterback wearing number 19 with the browns you'll see that very often but um you know they're tweeting about this elite practice squad player they signed and just the you know it's interesting they don't do that for many practice squad players i didn't see him given you know, the treatment to some of the others that they've brought in. So I think the presence is interesting here. And I know that there was a tweet and, and some conversation about his, his sort of having a mentorship role, but the vibes might be off. Andrew, talk to me about what you think from the press conference with Stefanski today. I know you listen to Flacco's as well. It's, it's, it's eyebrow raising. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say, I think the first thing is that it's, it's all good news, right? Because, I think what I came away from Joe Flacco's press conference with was just a sense of like, he's of like the sort of quintessential veteran, right? Cause not only has, was he with the Ravens for a long time, but then he has bounced around for the past five, six years. So he's been in a few different situations. He hasn't, you know, he's seen a lot of different things now. And so there's, there's not the, um, inability to adapt or the, you know, sort of stuck in his ways stuff that you sometimes get with a player who maybe spent a long time with one organization and then is switching at the end of their career. He's, he's pretty well traveled now. And so the number one thing I took away from his press conference was just his sense of, of really kind of quiet confidence, I guess I would say. His second answer that, you know, I don't know who asked it, but somebody asked him, you know, what kind of motivated you to come to Cleveland? He was like, well, they asked me to work out, so I said yes, and then uh, that went pretty good. So then they asked me to come here, and so I did. You know, and it's it's like he's not gonna 
blow smoke. He's just he's he he sees this all pretty clearly as a, an opportunity to come here and do a job. And I think the way he was talking and the way that Kevin talked about his role, it feels more to me. And this is all I don't have any information here. I'm just we're doing vibes. And I know that, that you know, is not the most reliable indicator, but it felt to me like as soon as Joe Flacco is ready to play, he's going to play for the Browns because he seems very confident that that's where this is headed. And Kevin Stefanski didn't do a ton to kind of, you know, damp that down in terms of, you know, and and the media obviously are, are, you know, really drawn to Flacco because he's, he's very naturally charismatic, right? Like he, you know, is like, you know, giving really good answers and a lot of detail, a lot of personal detail, making their their jobs easier. So they're a fan of it, you know, so it, to me, it kind of had the feeling more of the press conference that the guy gives after he signs a free agent contract in March, rather than the the press conference of a guy who's, you know, kind of coming in to, you know, uh, just be around and hold a clipboard. So again, just my feeling, but it felt like, the expectation in the room was this is the guy that's going to be the quarterback for the Browns, you know, and I, I think the way it works is it's what happened with PJ. Uh, you can't bench PJ after beating the 49ers. You can't bench him after beating the Colts. They lose the Seahawks. He can, you know, he goes to the bench. Watson comes back. I think that's where we're at with DTR. If he can run a six, seven game winning streak out there, well, hell, how are you going to stop that? But if it catches up to him at some point over the next few weeks, I think they go to Flacco. Jordan, does it feel inevitable that Flacco starts some games to you? Like, what's your hunch on it? Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, I I have I didn't listen to as much of the presser as as Andrew did. I just saw some clips. I just unless DTR, I think is disastrous. And I, I mean, I think we saw that stretch from sort of the the second through the third quarter um, against the Steelers, where it was like they can't do a single thing on offense. Um, and if, if we get more of that to the point where, yeah, it results in a loss maybe to the Broncos and then maybe they started again against the Rams and nothing's different, then, then yeah, maybe my, my tune would change a little bit, but I, I do feel like, and again, this is also just off fives, but that, I mean, I, I think you watch a lot of the Browns players um, that we've seen in various clips that the Browns have released where they're mic'd up, um, talking to DTR when he was very emotional at the end of the game and, and how the camaraderie that's there and how happy they were for him for that final drive for them to win that game. I think there's a connection there. He's been here for the whole season. Um, he had a really rough first start. I, I just think that there's a through line a little bit where they're going to give him every chance. And I, I also, the thing about Flacco is that he's so immobile that I just, they didn't do a ton with DTR of designed runs, but they did it really early on, on a third down, a really nice play where, you know, he looks to his left and then he ends up following a couple polling linemen and gets a first down. Um, I think they did it maybe one other time in the game, but I, I think like they can utilize his legs more. And even if he's not going to be a guy that's, going to be consistent throwing the ball I I think you you just have that to fall back on a little bit so I I would say it doesn't feel inevitable inevitable to me it still feels like something where they're like hey like we still have a playoff run to make and if DTR really really struggles then yeah we'll make that change but I I still feel like they're going to give DTR every opportunity um, to build on what he did at the end of the game against the Steelers and beyond 
I also, this is an aside, but I don't like, not that I have nothing personal against Joe Flacco. I'm glad they signed him. They needed to sign a vet. I just don't like him in Browns colors. It's just like one of those guys that has been, that was on the Ravens for so long that I just, it's, people are like, wow, this is so weird, but cool. I'm like, it's just weird to me. I don't think I like it. Like, I'm glad he's not quite Roethlisberger. It's not Roethlisberger. Yes, exactly. If that but it's happen. like in that realm, yeah, in that realm where but, you're just like this. We had too many, we had too many brutal losses against this guy for a long time. I just don't, I don't think I like it, Joe. Nothing personal, man. It's just, doesn't it? It's more, it's weird. Doesn't it also though make you think what hilariousness it would be if they played the Ravens in the playoffs and beat them? It'd <laughs> be a very funny I mean, tweet coming out listen. from a bald fella who makes some comedic. Post Ravens yeah. reaction videos. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, that that almost feels like in a way weird way destined to happen to me. Like, like because listen, it's a Browns thing, right? It's a, it's it's so the this year has been about the inversion of what we expect, right? Last week against the Steelers, grinding that game out, beating the Ravens in their place on a last second field goal, taking one of the Ravens most you know storied players since their franchise started 20 years ago and then going into Baltimore and beating them in the in the first round of the playoffs is the most non-Browns thing the Browns could do that would make you be like oh this is for sure not the same team so I don't know it's it feels weirdly appropriate for a year that has been all about inverting what we expect of the Browns I thought you meant when the Ravens came to Cleveland in the first round after the Browns won the division. I, I didn't know if you meant it that way. So yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what he. That's, that's what he meant. That is what that's I what meant. meant. I misspoke. Did I say Baltimore? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's possible. Well, it'd be a lot of fun seeing him meet up with the Ravens. It's kind of a bummer that they're done with the Ravens for the year in, mm-hmm. in a sense because you could have had that that run in potentially. I, I'm of the belief that he'll start somewhere or the other. I don't know if it's DTR related. It could. He's a he's a small, frail guy. He likes to get out there and play physical. It's been a bad year of quarterback injuries. That's always on the table. So I just feel like if you're putting like gambling odds on Flacco starting one and a half games, I'm probably taking the over on that. I see he's I'm hammering that games. over. Yeah. Hammering that over. So all right, we're gonna take a break, and when we get back from break, we're gonna do some Thanksgiving stuff. Let me tell you, but we'll also tie it into the Browns. So if you're anti, if you're like Nick Wright and you're anti Thanksgiving podcasts. Just a time to turn it off, throw your phone out the window and run away because we're going to be talking food and what we're thankful for right after a word from our sponsors, which we're also thankful for. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So, why would you go Game Time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets, they're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats, like I said, before you buy them. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. All right, so you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that Game Time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets. Create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co. But I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon, using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we have two hasty talking points, and I mean hasty, on the way out the door. We are going to do one thing you're thankful for with the Cleveland Browns this year, and then we're going to rank... Our power rankings, your three top three foods you're looking forward to in tomorrow's meal. Can't do deviled eggs. Sorry, Jordan. So uh, we will jump in. Let's go to you first, though, Jordan. What is one thing the Cleveland Browns have made you thankful for this year in the, in the midst of some chaos, right? It's been a bumpy two-year stretch here, but but I think there's some stuff this year to make us pretty thankful. Go ahead. I think my, my answer would be I am thankful that this season has shown people that Kevin Stefanski is actually a pretty good coach. I feel like I've been on that train for a while. Um, I've probably been called a Kevin Stefanski apologist in past years, but like, yeah, I, I've just always like believed that he is a smart coach who game plans well uh, for whatever quarterback that they have. And he's dealt with a lot of different quarterback situations, shall we call it since his time as the head coach of the Browns. Did you see that the, that the, that the Browns are, Quarterback turnovers hurting your team. The Browns have had the most quarterback turnovers that have hurt their team this year, and they're seven and three. Just want to throw that yeah. in there. That's to your point. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't want to be his personal PR guy or anything, but I, I, part of me is frustrated that it took, you know, a season to for a season for where, you know, they have 
had like the extreme quarterback scenarios for people to be like, oh, he actually, he's doing okay. Like that, you know, they couldn't have just realized that prior. But I, you know, I think both for Kevin to be able to show that he can kind of steer the ship during chaos, but then for hopefully, you know, a lot of fans to also realize like Cleveland has a pretty good head coach in place. And, um, you know, no matter how this season really ends, I think what he's been able to do in terms of just keeping the team together, but also, you know, game planning for different quarterbacks and getting them to do just enough on offense with limited options. So I, I feel thankful that like, hopefully people have seen that um, he's been able to showcase himself and hopefully he's in Cleveland for a long time, because I just think had it gone the other way and he gets run out of town or whatever it may be, I think like we would be losing a pretty significant coach. And um, so that that's where I'm at with that. That's my answer there. I think I'm thankful that people, I think hopefully have turned the corner on him in terms of like, this is a guy, not only X's and O's, which I think he's good at, but, seeing him sort of keep this team together and what has maybe been the most, I mean, we've seen a lot of chaotic years for the Browns in our time, but this one ranks pretty high up there. So, um, so yeah, that's my answer. I'll say real quick on mine. It's very simple. I'm just thankful that the, that the bounce of the football seems to be going there to re- imagine the, this season with what's that happened too. to both Deshaun's up and down play, the injury to Nick, all of those things compiled in there four and seven. Or three and seven, or four and six right now, or three and seven, because some of the now again, I'm not trying to do their lucky, but you you guys understand. There's a San Francisco miss kick. There are things that have just sort of gone their way. There's a couple others that could have gone their way. I get that. I'm just saying there is a very real world where they're four and six right now, or even three and seven because the breaks of the game that they've sometimes captured, but sometimes just got the right side of haven't gone their way. It would be. After what we experienced last year in a similar situation, now another year into that, and it's very realistic given all the quarterback injuries to be in that world, to be seven and three and have some silver lining and feeling pretty good about the team is um, something I, I just find myself being thankful for often because I don't think anyone would be even listening to this podcast if they were in the midst of that again because it would be really hard to be pulling for them, period, because of what we've seen. It's just been a rough two years from public perception all the way through to the win loss. Now they've turned that win loss around and some of their luck, some of some of luck they've received. But I just kind of want to say overall, like thankful for that, that we can still be invested in and what could potentially still be a really special season here. So that's what I'll say pretty simply. Andrew, you're up. Well, first of all, I just want to go back to what Jordan said and uh, call BS a little bit because I, I really feel pretty strongly that if Kevin Stefanski called Jordan tomorrow and said, hey man, I want you to move to Cleveland and be my personal PR guy. Jordan would uh, drop the deviled eggs and fly to Cleveland and start. Uh, <laughs> There'd be some salary negotiation. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I, they would be cursory I, I at I, best. I think they would be cursory <laughs> at best. Yeah. You can help the communications department, which needs a little bit, but I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I was headed with the whole thing is you could, yeah, there's, there's definitely some stuff that you, I think you could contribute. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think you guys are, it's, it's, I, I don't think I can say anything that's going to like, break anybody's brain after that because it's this is absolutely right the the Browns after two straight disappointing seasons were poised you know at a at a real turning point this year and thankfully so far you know and they're they're almost at the point where mathematically it can't turn into a bad season almost um (laughs) I know that I'm 
tempting luck by even saying I'm cutting that out. I'm yeah, cutting yeah, it yeah. out. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm saying I'm cutting it out, but we're leaving it in. But I want to cut it out. Yeah, I know. That's uh, it's like the two seconds. As soon as I said it, I regretted it. <laughs> um, but that's yeah, that's that's how it is, and and that's this is the NFL. When this was happening last year, and it was the reverse, and they were four and seven through eleven games with Jacoby Brissett, but you were like, he's playing well. I don't understand. It's not adding up. That's the NFL, man. It's what's happening with the Buffalo Bills this year. Like, all the advanced metrics guys are like, they're the best team in the league. And everybody else is like, they seem pretty mediocre. And nobody can agree. And they're firing people. And it's like, seems like a pretty bad time to be in Buffalo. But it also might be fine if they can just win a few games. So, like, not having that be what this is on a week-to-week basis has been such an immense relief. And honestly, even as far back as week four, uh, against Baltimore, it felt like that might be the season we were having. They were two and two at the bye week. And then since then, I mean, we all know what's happened, right? They've, <laughs> they've ripped off five of six and they look like a totally different team than the team that last year would just flip flop wins all the way down the schedule. So I, I, yeah, I'm happy for, I'm thankful for Kevin doing the job that he's done. I'm, I'm thankful for Andrew Barry. I'm thankful for Jim Schwartz coming in and proving that this defense is not a big pile of crap and actually has a ton of really good players and was just being criminally misused. I'm so happy that we know that for sure now because that would have been, you know, if if this defense is like 16th or 14th in the league, now what do you say? Is it the talent? Is it the scheme? You know, where do you go? So what we have, I think, is clarity at a lot of key places where we didn't have clarity. There continues to be a lack of clarity at the quarterback position, which is absolutely, you know, frustrating. And we're talking about Joe Flacco. It's very weird. But you can handle that if everything else feels pretty clear. And I think that's where we're at, is everything else feels pretty clear. So you can really say, well, they figure out the quarterback thing and they're, you know, they're they're on the doorstep of something really, really special. Well said, guys. I, I, again, the clarity part of that is is so key. I mean, there's a world in which, and now again, <laughs> to, to, to put a damper on what Andrew's saying and, and be careful about what he did say there about getting ahead of ourselves, there is a world where the season doesn't finish well. But I do feel like if we're in the midst of that now, I think we'd all be realizing another coaching change is very possible. And just I don't want to live. I don't like that world. That world sucks. It's not fun. So uh, we're thankful for that, where they're at, and seven and three and making the best out of every obstacle that's been thrown in their way. All right, now we're on to the stuff that people really care about. And I know that's why you've all stuck around, which is our top three foods we're looking forward to tomorrow. Maybe, And again, it doesn't have to be the best foods here. It's just the three you're looking forward to the most on Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, I, I don't know who wants to hit lead off. I, I, I think I'll just pick one of you. I, I'll go to Andrew. Right. I think I'll yep. go because I went Jordan last. I'm ready. So your three foods you're looking forward to the most. On you want Thanksgiving. all three or you want me to I, name one? Nope. Just give us your, your three and, and okay. we'll go from there because I'm very curious. Uh, my number one is green bean casserole. Ooh, love a green bean casserole. We'll be making it from scratch in the morning. Uh, number two, I actually really enjoy turkey if it's done well. Um, I like I like a white meat. I like a dark meat. I just like turkey. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of a turkey, uh, both as an animal and as a as a, as a food for Thanksgiving. Um, I'll and gobble. yeah, oh, absolutely. I love to gobble. Uh, and then three. Uh, this is tough for me because I, I feel like it's they're all pretty close, but I'll just say cranberry because I'm never going to cranberry any other time of the year. I do I like a cranberry juice occasionally, but I'm not making a cranberry jelly or cranberry relish in May for any reason ever. So it's it's time to shine. It deserves a little bit of shine. So that that's my three: green bean casserole, turkey, cranberry. Honestly, if you had those three on your plate, 
to me, I, I mean, there's other stuff I'd like, but I'm good with that as a plate. I like it. Good stuff. Well done. Leadoff hitter just might have hit a leadoff home run. All right, Jordan, tough to follow that up, but you're up. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but I'll try my best. Um, a lot of good stuff there from from Andrew. Uh, I... I'm a big stuffing guy. I'm putting I'm putting stuffing number one. I like I love stuffing. Love putting a little gravy in there. I could eat if my plate was just literally just stuffing a pile of stuffing. I'd be good. I'd be like I've finished my meal. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch the game. You guys have a good rest of your meal. Um, so that's number one for me. Number two is probably mashed potatoes. Um, you know, you get a little. Get a little chive in those mashed potatoes. You know, you can do a lot of different things with with mashed potatoes. Big fan. Um, so that's number two. And then, you know, number three, I think I have to go to the dessert area because pies have grown on me as a person who never really ate like apple pie or, you know, like a peach cobbler, any of these things that are in the pie realm. I just was not a big pie guy. Um, it was really just pumpkin pie. And I know pumpkin pie has, is polarizing to some people. Some people like it. Some people are like, I hate the taste and consistency of pumpkin. I'm just not into it. Um, but pies have grown on me. You get a little, you know, you get a little vanilla ice cream in there, uh, on the side and, and you, and you rock with it. So, uh, that's my top three. I'm going to steal from both of you a little bit here. I, I think don't do this in your home is the preference that it's a deep fried Turkey is awesome, but don't do it in your home. Don't cook that thing in your home. Do it outside. <laughs> we just, uh, just casual irony here with what we've seen from our OBR group here. Do not do that inside the house. Take that outside. But a deep fried turkey, I had, first time I had it, I was like, this, you know, you deep fry anything, but it makes it better. But this this just a game changer to me. So very in on deep fried turkey. Looking forward to that. Mashed potatoes with the turkey trimmings angle on that because my, my, my family makes one traditional turkey and then one deep fried. So you get the turkey trimmings into the gravy. It's all... Oh, it's just really delicious. Those two, and I'm good. I'm not a huge stuffing person, not a huge uh, uh, cranberry person. I do like deviled eggs. We do those, ironically, but that's not going to make my list because I wouldn't let Jordan do it. But I will say, the I talked about this on yesterday's pod, but my son and I make a, because I used to do this with my mom. It's a little tradition I've carried in my family, a, little, a cold peanut butter pie. So we, you, it's a lot of uh, you know, a little sugar, peanut butter, whip, whip toppings, some cream cheese, all mix it together. And you just let her sit in the freezer all night. And then you set it out Thanksgiving day and it's a, a cold peanut butter pie. And I'm just, mm, it's delicious. So I look forward That's to that. Uh, I'll tell you what, that sounds, that sounds incredible. And I would, it, I would it's like awesome. to, if you could FedEx overnight, uh, a slice, I'd Agreed. really appreciate that. Agreed. It's the easiest thing in the world to make for yourself. If you ever get the, uh, no you get the no urge, time, just well, he's got to make eggs. So there's no time, but <laughs> yeah, I got a lot pie. on my plate here. Jake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot on my plate. You know, it, it is delicious though, guys. And, uh, it really, it sits well at the, at the top of an absolutely stuffed stomach, uh, during about the, not the first game, but the second game on the NFL slate, you start to get that little hankering, a little itch. The, you know, am, I, am I hungry again? I can't quite tell. And then you go, you go get that plate of, uh, of pie and you're like, yeah, this was the right move. And then you take a little nap in the second half of a boring NFL game and you call it a day. So that's the plan. I am. Uh, I didn't really say what I was going to do. We're going up to, to my, my mom's house. They like to have it at their place. Going to enjoy that. We get to drive up there not too far away from us, get to be with the whole family. And I hope that you guys also get to be with the whole family and enjoy your time. So like I said, if this holiday means something to you, it's my favorite holiday. Uh, pretty Pretty wide margin there just because I think it's, it's less about gifts to me and it's more about time, time together and eating good food. So I've always 
love Thanksgiving personally. So, um, you know, uh, listen, for my favorite holiday, I hope you guys really enjoy it. I'm thankful for the two fellows who stopped to do this show today, Jordan and Andrew. So a big thanks to them. And for the entire season of listening, you guys have been unbelievable. Six-figure downloads, a couple different months now, three different months, and we appreciate that significantly. And that makes all the difference in the world when doing these to know that you guys enjoy them the way that you do. So for myself, I know for Andrew and Jordan, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Thanks for making this a part of your Thanksgiving day or whenever this podcast finds you. And we'll keep our eye on the weekend. We'll check in Friday and Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, you won't miss a beat with your podcast and get you ready for the Browns in Denver. So enjoy your day. Stuff yourself. Take a good nap. And listen, go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.